Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. And we are late, but we're live. Better late than never. We got to let it breathe just for a moment here, gang. We got to we had to put the ducks in a row perfectly for your Denver Broncos free agency primer and we're good. Welcome in everybody to the Huddle Up podcast presented as always by Mile High Huddle. I'm your host Chad Jensen. With me, my partner in crime, you know him, you love him. He is my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of milehighhuddle.com. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, we've been waiting for this moment for two and a half months. Finally it has arrived. We are on the doorstep of the legal tampering period. By this yes, time tomorrow are. night, deal after deal after deal after deal will have been consummated. How excited are you for at least some finally some actual real news news that we can sink our teeth into? I'll tell you what I'm excited about. The the prospect, the probability of the Broncos signing a quarterback this week or acquiring a quarterback not named Deshaun Watson, and we can finally put that storyline to bed one way or the other. Whether they get him or not, I'm just so tired of hearing his name connected to Denver they might sign an Alex Smith. They might sign an Andy Dalton. If they do, it would, I think, take them out of the running for Deshaun Watson. But yeah, regardless, Chad, we finally have Broncos news this week to sink legitimate Broncos news, not what Bleacher Report or Pro Football Focus is saying. Actual news and negotiations taking place and deals getting done. It's going to be hot and heavy starting tomorrow afternoon. And as I said on KK earlier today, don't expect George Payton to jump out of the gates with these multi-year contracts, the outside players. He will improve the roster through free agency. But what he's going to focus on first, more than likely, is taking care of his own players, Chad. Hopefully, that means the Simmonses of the world, the Shelby Harris's of the world, the Philip Lindsay's of the world, Tim Patrick's, and then go from there. But I'm excited that this week is upon us and we're getting going. As we dive into the primer, we'll get things going here. I want to touch on an article you wrote over the weekend that has been viral. I mean, this thing has over 100,000 reads on it already. Headline, ESPN proposes Broncos acquire Russell Wilson in a four-team trade. That's the headline as we kind of mosey into this thing. Uh, it's, it's Bill Barnwell of ESPN. Uh, I can go through some of the highlights here, Zach, but explain to our great community, those of them who might have missed this article, what this dude was smoking, if it's realistic, (laughs) explain the whole nine. Whatever he's smoking, I want some because four-team trades, Chad, don't happen in the NFL. This is not the NBA, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. I'm so tired of reading this type of content. It's good for business, but it's pure conjecture. 
I don't think this is going to happen, but Barnwell did propose a four-team scenario in which the Broncos end up with Russell Wilson. I believe they kick two first-round picks to Seattle. They involve the Jets and Chicago, and the the Jets would get Tim Patrick and I believe a fourth-round pick. In other words, this is completely improbable, and as of the writing of the article, the Seahawks are the odds-on favorite to retain Russell Wilson, and I believe Chicago was the second um, highest odds to acquire him. It's not going to happen. It makes for a fun read. It makes for fun imagination, but I don't see Russell Wilson in orange and blue in 2021. Plus, we know that I can't remember who had the report, but the Broncos, if he were to be traded, Russell Wilson let it slip through his agent, the four teams that he would be interested in. Right. The Denver Broncos were not one of those landing spots that. Yeah, the, the Cowboys were on there, but they're not, you know, obviously in contention anymore. Chicago and uh, Las Vegas. And the Raiders, I believe, they were on Chicago, Las Vegas, and New Orleans. They were mm-hmm. on the list as well. And uh, those are the, the, the teams that Barnwell connected him to. I don't really think he's traded from Seattle. I think that's less likely than Deshaun Watson. But if he were to get traded, a lot of rumors out there and speculation on Twitter that Chicago is the odds-on favorite. A lot of, you know... People are watching planes and tracking flights. It's getting serious in Chicago for a quarterback, and they want Russell Wilson. Unfortunately for Broncos fans who want him, I don't think it's going to happen. Looks good, though. I mean, it's fun to think about. He's a little bit older than I think most people realize because he doesn't seem old, right? When he's on the field, he still looks young when you see him doing PR and he's at the podium. But this dude is, what, going to be 35 this season? Yeah, he's getting up there. No, 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 no. He's he's 32. My bad. My bad. He was born in 88, so he'll be 33 this fall it's still older i get your point though than what you consider him i you think he's in his late 20s you know 28 29 maybe 30 but you know quarterbacks have a a pretty long shelf life so i think he has russell wilson at at least five more years of elite high level play he would be good for any team he's on but i just don't see denver and you know like you said he mentioned the teams he wants to go to the broncos weren't on there i don't think the broncos are going to swing a four-team trade to acquire him either I'm just trying to understand why the Chicago Bears. I'm like, is this dude from Chicago? No, he's born in Cincinnati and looks like he grew up in Richmond, Virginia. So it's curious that whole concept of why Chicago. But what's going on, Drew? We're going to have Drew on the show, not tomorrow night, but the night after in a, in a week's time. It's going to be a gas. So much to get to tonight, guys, including, I mean, we got to start with, I mean, really just setting the table on all things free agency because the barn door, it's about to get kicked open in the morning, early afternoon, actually, uh, tomorrow. And once that happens, man, you can't get the horses back in. So we got to start talking about that here in just a second. We'll get to what's on your mind, your questions, your super chats. All right, guys, just a couple other quick matters of business, and we'll dive right back in. Follow the podcast on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. Also connect with us on Twitter with the main account, at Mile High Huddle. If you're following the podcast on Twitter and Mile High Huddle, You'll get everything podcast-related, plus breaking Broncos news and analysis in real time. So many of you have heeded our call to action on following the Huddle Up podcast. Still brand new Facebook page, but if you haven't done that, just open up Facebook, find Huddle Up podcast, just search it. You'll see it, like, follow. In so doing, you will enter yourself into our weekly random drawing giveaways for a T-shirt. Last week, I want to say... Um, who was it? I'm not sure last week, but I know just barely we got the delivery on John Libick's uh, T-shirt that he won simply for following and liking the podcast on Facebook. So take care of that, guys. It's a it, we got a lot of cool content planned for that page, which is why we're trying to focus on it now and get as many of you over there and following it as possible. 
but it's also a cool way to, to get a chance to get that free swag. All right. Speaking of swag, you want to check out huddleuppod.com and get your swag on. Get a MHH trucker hack. Get the Huddle Up Podcast football preset. There's the dad hat. There's face masks, T-shirts, mugs, little something for everybody. We appreciate those who have so patronized that store. I mean, it blew our minds. Still blows our minds. Also, guys, hopefully you enjoyed the content for if you are a supporter, a subscribing supporter of Mile High Huddle on Facebook. Saturday was phenomenal. Eric Trickle, a.k.a. the Trickle Zone, dropping knowledge at, at noon, breaking down top 10 linebackers. You hear the names. You hear the schools. You're trying to put it all together. Eric laid it out perfectly. And then, of course, today's act blew it out of the water with episode 10 of Kelberman's Corner. And we are still only scratching the surface on this premium video content that we are providing to our subscribers. Right now it's starting out on Facebook, which is why you want to become a supporter. Just go to our page, click the big blue button at Mile High Huddle Facebook, and you're a supporter. But we're also going to be rolling this out in the very, very near future on YouTube as well. We're going to create a membership option for for YouTube, so it's coming down the pike. Um, And you know what, guys? If you can't do those things, it's all good. We're just stoked, seriously, to have you with us. Please subscribe, though whether it's YouTube, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening or watching, subscribe. If you're in it with us now live, YouTube or Facebook, you guys, please like the video. If we're doing a good job for you, like the video. And if you respect the effort, even if we might disagree on some of the topics, the litmus test is number three. Share it out there. Help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, Zach, let's dive into some some content here. There's John. Uh, what's up, fellas? Got the shirt. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we flashed you. Um, we got you some uh, 
Flex on MHH Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So appreciate you, my friend. Let me just take this one, Sean. We appreciate you. Thank you for the view. <laughs> Your viewership is appreciated. Salute. Yeah. All right. Um, Michaela with a very, very generous super Thank chat. You, Good to see you. And um, by the way, the offer still stands, Michaela. If you would like to come on the show at some point, just reach out to us. Uh, we do appreciate it. She says, I hope all the MHH people here in Colorado are safe from this blizzard. Yeah, stay safe, careful out there driving. Uh, it can get it can get gnarly out there in the snow, especially in the Rocky Mountains. It gets icy. So if you're driving in this, be careful. But Michaela, appreciate you. It's great to have you. You know, thankfully or hopefully no windmills in Colorado. Everyone stay safe out there. Inside Brett's head says, a longtime listener, first time live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. SLB, baby. King of Mocks, good to see you. North of the 49th parallel. Oh, and he dropped a super chat. Thank you, my friend. Hey, connect with us on Twitter so that we can shout you out. Keep the conversation going, Brett. Appreciate Would that be talking. Brett Rippin's head? <laughs> no, two T's. Two T's. Hmm. Brett Hart? <laughs> um, real quick here, Andrew wants to know, when does legal tampering open? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It opens tomorrow. And speaking of which, John, um, actually, hold on. Let me see. I, I see we got Aaron. We got Naj. Let's grab those real quick, and then I want to I go uh, – riff off a couple of great free agency articles that have published here at MHH over the weekend. Aaron, good to see you, my brother. Longtime superstar. Man, you're another guy we should get on the show at some point if you'd like to. This is the offseason. This is the time for us to be able to do that. So if that would be of interest to you, we try to do the superstar segments on Wednesdays. So if you got a Wednesday night where you could peel off 15 minutes, reach out to us and we'd love to meet you. He says, I can't remember an offseason that has been this interesting for Denver. That being said, I can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> Glad I'm snowed in so that I can catch another live stream. Cheers, boys. Appreciate you, that, Aaron. my friend. I don't know. It is exciting. I would say the, you know, 2012 was exciting just because you knew the Broncos were courting Peyton Manning. But I, I think most fans were like me in that you really didn't think that one of the most legendary quarterbacks of all time, especially because he had been known at that point in his career as the Bronco killer. Like Peyton Manning destroyed Denver every time the Colts and the Broncos played. But that offseason, once the Broncos landed him, man, what a whirlwind. That one, Zach, combined with 2014, to Tlaib, Ward, yeah, Sanders, those are the two that jump out to me. We'll see if this one ends up measuring up. Well, first of all, can I just say I miss football? You know, it was another Sunday today without football, and I'm just already going through withdrawals. But, you know, as, as much as I'm tired about hearing Deshaun Watson's name and Russell Wilson and these quarterback rumors, I'm excited that we finally have tangible news. We're finally at one of the markers and the milestones of the offseason. The draft is next month, and then minicamp and OTAs, and then training camp in July. It goes pretty quickly. And as bad as the offseason is, it's times like these where, as fans and as, you know, content creators chat, we revel in it. So I'm pretty excited. Oh, yeah. Man, the rubber's meeting the road right now. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let me see. Do you got Naj? Uh, we'll grab Robot of Doom real quick here on Twitch. Appreciate you being with us on Twitch, my friend. Thoughts on Melvin Gordon recruiting Hayward Jr., Casey Hayward, the corner to Denver? Um, I mean, I wouldn't hate it, but he's Hayward's getting a little long in the tooth. So what are your thoughts, though? Well, first of all, he needs to recruit his hands to stop fumbling Melvin Gordon. And second of all, Casey Hayward is predominantly a slot cornerback. He's not really much a boundary cornerback. And the Broncos have their slot guy in Bryce Catlahan, who, fingers crossed, should be healthy for 2021. He's going to be expensive as well. It, it was kind of surprising. I believe it was a salary cap-related move as to why he was released. But he's not going to come cheap. And again, the Broncos will 
capital W will add a cornerback on the open market. I just don't see George Payton opening up the checkbook when he cut A.J. Boye for that very reason, his salary. Naj, good to see you, brother. Really, really great to have you in the stream. Appreciate the chat, the super chat. Thank you, Naj. Hey, uh, Naj, you ever want to come on the show, dude, reach out. You're another guy that we'd love to meet here on camera, introduce you officially to the community. But uh, if that's of interest to you, DM us or send us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. We'll arrange it. Hey, brothers, have you seen anything from George Payton this offseason that sets him apart from what Elway would have done? I'm curious about your assessment of him. No, just because we don't know yet. We haven't seen any actions aside from a tag going to Simmons, a couple of cuts, A.J. Bouye, Jarrell Casey, a um, few other minor cuts. They, they released five kind of futures-type bubble guys back in late January, including uh, Elijah Holder, former corner and safety. Uh, so we're going to know a little bit more an answer to that question, Naj, probably as soon as this time tomorrow night. we got to see – I mean, other than platitudes, Zach, there's really nothing that we can, you know, nothing empirical we can sink our teeth into to say, look, this is something totally different than what we would have expected John Elway to do. At least at this point, I haven't seen him do anything quite yet that separates, but I do like the things he's saying. That's all I can say. Well, I mean, he's leading by action, not by words. And Naj or anybody else who's wondering the same thing, I highly recommend you go and watch KK number nine. I I went through the George Payton press conference. It was last week. I'm not going to, you know, toot my own horn, but I believe it covered what we're talking about here. I really like how he's handling everything so far. He's telling you what he wants to do, but he's not showing his hand. He's always having the Broncos' best interest in mind. He did not wait to cut Boye. He did not wait to cut Jarrell Casey. He's not waiting to cut the fat around the roster. He's moving in silence. Chab is still getting things done. There's no leaks coming out of the front office. I believe he has his ship very you know, tight already. I I mean, you can see in his press conference alone because it's all we can go on. The two times he's met the press and it's completely different than Elway. And you've talked about that. I've talked about that. He doesn't go on those tangents. He doesn't get off track. If you go through the transcript of his press conferences, the answer is all right there. He loves name dropping agents. That's, that's one differential, but he's, he's straight to the point. He's measured. He's articulate. I love the way he's going about his business. And even the Broncos have this behind the scenes video um, content about George Payton and what he's doing so far. And I love the way he's working with the staff. It's all inclusive. When he went to the North Dakota Pro Day to see Trey Lance, presumably he brought Brian Stark. He brought Mike Shula. He believes in staff inclusion. And, you know, that's a word or a phrase we weren't really hearing under John Elway. Under Elway's leadership, it was he's the boss. He's the Duke. He makes the final decision. Whereas George Payton, he has final say, but he's taking input and opinions from everyone around him. And for a first time GM, Chad, I think he's doing a bang up job. Yeah, for what it's worth, the show that they've that they, I don't know if it was just an episode. No, actually, they sent us a press release. It's a series they're doing. Let me show you guys this, and it's and we're going to answer your question on uh, Trey Lance. Just one second, my friend. Uh, it's a series they're doing called Behind the Broncos. All right, you guys might have seen me tweet about this um, just a couple days ago. So there's a uh, an episode on YouTube Behind the Broncos, no shortcuts. Peyton's tenure getting started, basically. Really interesting behind-the-scenes stuff on Peyton. But still, again, to get back to Naj, I'm not trying to be a contrarian here. we got to see him make some moves beyond the obvious, like tagging Justin Simmons. I mean, Elway did the same thing. You can't separate him there, right? Um, I pro- I would have expected Elway, if he hadn't stepped down, to, to move on from Casey and Bouye. So we'll see. But let's answer this, Zach, from, um, what is it, Dredo Haven? Dredo Heaven on uh, Twitch. Thoughts on Trey Lance's pro day? Word on the street, Zach, is that his pro day 
you can't read too much into pro days because they right. are so scripted and crafted right. and they work on them. It's like being a, like in a play, right? Where you actually get to rehearse, rehearse, rehearse millions of reps on that. So you don't miss a line. You got everything memorized. You hit your point, you hit your little you know place on the stage and it's perfect, right? That's similar to pro days, but you still do get to see them in action doing their thing. And the three things that I've heard about Lance's uh, pro days act were impressive footwork, compared to the tape in terms of obviously he's shown some some focus that he's been working on that that it's a priority to him to get his footwork a little bit more disciplined the arm strength the arm talent off the charts arm strength and accuracy were apparently just like wow worthy like dang dude like i heard some people comparing him to Patrick Mahomes and i know he heard a few of those there's a few of those comparisons floating out there way early in the pre-draft process Zach but now I've heard it more than once coming out of that pro day from people I trust. Doesn't mean you read into it too much, but he did exactly Zach what he needed to do without a combine. The pro day, he aced it. He did, but you know, the things you mentioned, arm strength and this and that, and and those things weren't really in question. And every quarterback looks good throwing it against air. And and prospects pro days, like you mentioned, are so tilted in their favor, even when they run their 40s, that the timer is a, t- a tad faster for them, Chad, than compared to the combine or compared to NFL evaluation. But just Google anyone right now or after the podcast, Paxton Lynch Pro Day. The first result is a Bleacher Report article saying Paxton Lynch shows potential at Pro Day to be the best quarterback of the 2016 draft. You really can't say much or take much out of pro days. I want to see what he can do when he's facing an NFL defense, when he's sacked a few times, when he's facing a deficit. That's where you judge a quarterback. And you know what, Chad? Without really making it a lock conversation, that's how Broncos fans have treated Drew Locke. If you want to judge a quarterback based on throwing to air, then you should love Drew Locke as well. Well said. Um, Orange Crush, good to see you on Twitter. He says, what are the tea leaves on quarterback, free agent quarterbacks for Denver or trades? So there's been no new buzz that I've picked up anyway, Zach, on the old uh, Deshaun Watson, other than like the speculation and pure fantasy like we just went through early in this episode with Russell Wilson, the Bill Barnwell piece. As far as anything that's moved the needle forward, advanced the ball from the – basically the Deshaun Watson ball is on the five-yard line. You know, his own, it's on their own five, and they got 95 yards to go to resolve it, whether that's figuring out a way to make him happy and sticking around in Houston or dealing him away – And up to this point, as far as I've been told, nothing new on that front. But, Zach, that could change very quickly starting tomorrow when the phones just start flying around the NFL. But as far as free agents, guys, it really – I'm not hearing Fitzpatrick. What I'm hearing is Alex Smith, and I'm hearing Andy Dalton. Now, it doesn't mean that's who is going to end up in Denver, but those are the two names I think the Broncos look at from a leadership, experience, fail-safe, mentorship – you know, pushing Drew Locke, all those different components into one guy. I think those are the two that have risen to the top for the Denver Broncos. And with Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's so long in the tooth. I mean, there are already been competing reports. He's going to retire. Nope, he's not going to retire. And based on what was it, Zach, KK number eight or seven or eight, I mean, is he really the guy you want here trying to groom a young quarterback if you do indeed run it back with Drew one more uh, year? I don't personally want him, but Chad, you know, based on all the reports that have come out so far, he's really the only one that 
separate insiders connected to the Broncos have said the Broncos contacted him or they have some sort of contact. Whether he retires or whether the Dolphins resign him, whether he wants to start elsewhere remains to be seen, but he's the only tangible quarterback that's been connected at all, you know, realistically and plausibly to Denver. Dalton is out there, like you said, Alex Smith. I believe John Clayton mentioned both those quarterbacks. I They're going to make a move, I believe, fairly soon. It could be a guy they trade for out of nowhere, but on the open market, Dalton Fitzpatrick and Alex Smith, I think, are the front runners to get that backup slash mentor slash bridge quarterback job that Peyton is seeking. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Let's take a look here, John. Um, before I dive into this piece by James Campbell, has some interesting names, Zach. I want to get your thoughts on. Uh, let me just give you a quick, <clears throat> a quick uh, recap where we're at. So from Naj, we got Dave from Georgia, Edward, John Houston, Tyler, Fat Cats, Tony, and Brandon. FYI, uh, but here's a really comprehensive article done by James Campbell. Another great. Um, for lack of a better term, success story, a, a staffer that rose up through the podcast community. And he has, you know, he's a guy that when he sits down and puts pen to paper, you know, you have to tell him, all right, man, you know, keep, you got so much to say. You got so much insight. You got a lot of knowledge. Keep it focused. And when, and he does it and it comes off phenomenal content, really good insight. But his piece, Zach, was bargain bin free agents. All right. Starting with a couple of offensive linemen. All right, let me just run through these names, and then you tell me if anyone jumps out to you. Ben Garland, most Broncos fans well aware of Ben Garland, former Air Force guy, came to Denver, converted to D-line, then he's converted to offensive line, and he ended up playing pretty well in his limited opportunities last year before he got hurt for the Niners, James Hurst. 
can play a little swing tackle, can play a little interior, former New Orleans Saint. Uh, then we got Duke Johnson. If you really are looking for that pass-catching Band-Aid, again, these are bargain bin guys, right? These aren't the tier one level free agents that you that you run after. And that's probably going to be, for what it's worth, Peyton's MO is letting the dust settle a little bit, making some smart play type signings. Uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, the, the linebacker from Washington. Uh, Roy Robertson-Harris, interior defensive lineman from the Bears. Then he gets to uh, Akella Witherspoon, which is interesting to me, Zach. This is a really long, good press man corner that came up from CU and spent a lot of Broncos fans were pining for Akella Witherspoon in the draft three, whatever it was, four years ago. And uh, he's had a solid career in San Francisco. Sheldon Rankins, another guy I'm particularly interested in, former interior defensive lineman for the Saints. Uh, Tyus Bowser, an edge rusher from the Ravens. Tyrod Taylor, excuse me, Tyrod Taylor quarterback if you're looking for that veteran fail safe slash mentor you know he did a pretty good job with baker if you ask me and and look what happened with justin herbert last year he, you know i mean the, the the punctured lung thing notwithstanding for for Tarot. and then janoris jenkins so those are the 10 names right this this is kind of a you know when you when you sign a guy like janoris jenkins you also hold on for dear life because off the field uh, and just like on the field too like he's kind of a, a hot hot ticket most of these players on the list are injury risks or they're older and I don't really want to invest in them. I, Sheldon Rankins intrigues me. James Hurst intrigues me. I think they have to get uh, some defensive line depth and they have to get obviously some offensive line depth as well. But it, they have interior defensive linemen. They just paid Mike Purcell. I mean, they have Draymond Jones coming back. They have Ajim. You know, they even have Deshaun Williams. Everyone that Bill Kalar gets his hands on, he develops. So I, I'm of the mind to maybe save the money on the defensive line and draft a guy and let Kalar go to work. It's um it's going to be bargain bin and, and Witherspoon's an interesting case as well. But you know, he, again, like like James Wright, he's not the best scheme fit. Uh, he's had some injury concerns. If I'm going to spend money, I'm going to get a guy that's fairly dependable, and I think that's what George Payton is going to do. He's not going to really jump out for names, and I don't really think personally the Broncos should prioritize interior defensive line on the open market. Let us know, guys, which of those particular free agents on the bargain bin side you might like to see uh, in the orange and blue. Dave from Georgia, good to see you, bro. We are getting you on the show soon. When did we have that booked? I'm not sure if I put it in my phone quite yet. I should have. Either way, we got you booked. It's going to be a gas. We're looking forward to that in April, my friend. He says, as a long as a lifelong Broncos fan, I'm once again full of hope for a new season. I'm hopeful that Drew Locke takes a step towards being a successful pro, hashtag Broncos country, hashtag state of being. Yeah, dude. I mean, again, even if there were no changes as far as the GM and it was kind of a business as usual type deal with the the Denver Broncos heading into 2021, I'm still betting. I'm not going to go way out over, over, you know, way out on a limb, but Zach, I'm betting that an additional year in the, in the scheme with, with uh, Shermer additional year with all the different skill position guys getting back Cortland Sutton, so on and so forth. I still think you're going to see Drew take some steps forward this year if he does end up being given the opportunity. Yeah, careful, Dave. It's it's not fashionable. It's not popular right now to be hopeful in Drew Locke. But, you know, that's the Broncos quarterback for the time being. He's the starter. And every Broncos fan should hope he does well until that changes. And I think he will as well. I'm not saying it's going to be the year of Drew Locke or he's going to be a 4,500-yard passer. But if he's given a level playing field, meaning less injuries, no pandemic, given a full off season with Pat Shermer, you know, God forbid, I think he will surprise. I think the Broncos can be a playoff team with him at the helm. And, you know, going forward, that remains to be seen. 
Edward Keating, another superstar that we are looking forward to having on the show here in the very near future. Appreciate you, Doc. He says, what's up, everyone? Thanks, Chad and Zach. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life and state of being, baby. We love it. We absolutely love it. Um, John, we got one from John Houston. There he is. Perfect. John, another great superstar. Every single podcast, you're supporting the cause, and we just we appreciate you, my friend. He says, do we cut Kareem Jackson and open up $10.5 on the cap and then sign Keanu Neal? I'm not loving Keanu Neal. Um, it's, I didn't realize Keanu Neal was a, uh, was, was a free agent, but let's take a quick look here. I want to I wanna eyeball this cat. So, yeah, he's one, two, three, four, five, five years. Was he a first-round pick? He wasn't a first-round pick. I thought he was. Oh, he was. Yeah, that's, what I was say, yeah. that's right. That's right. Seventeenth overall. So he's coming off his fifth year option, free agent. You want to? Is this a guy you want to pursue? I think he's going to go to Dallas because his former, you know, head coach is now their defensive coordinator and Dan Quinn. But he's he never really lived up to his draft billing, and he's had some injury problems. He's been a little ineffective in coverage. I don't know that if they cut Kareem Jackson, would they want to devote money to a fellow veteran player? Would they not want to just fill that hole through the draft? Again, they can draft Richard Grant in the second round. They can draft Jabril Cox to be that dimebacker kind of safety back there. You have Simmons already if you lock him down, which I think they will. He's going to be your stud, long-term free safety. Just draft, I believe, a hard-hitting, strong safety, an in-the-box guy, and let him go to work with Vic Fangio. If they do cut Kareem Jackson, I don't think they sign his replacement on the open market. I think they draft him. I agree. Keanu Neal, if he's he's going to be expensive if the Broncos were to take a swing at a guy like this. You're right, dude. It's all about the draft. And there are some really interesting options in the draft the Broncos could pursue to kind of fill that box safety role. But that's not really how Vic Fangio, at least last year anyway, likes to use his safeties. I mean, basically Simmons and Jackson were interchangeable. Fangio's defense is now becoming known for its too deep shell. There's always the two safeties that, you know, the bend don't break requires two safeties always being, you know, uh, the, the last line of defense and Jackson in 2019, I think he was used a lot more Zach as kind of that box guy, the dime backer, not so much last year. And I don't know if that's a permanent thing or if that was Fangio's kind of like on the fly, trying to adapt to the injuries and whatnot that occurred in the cornerback room, but we'll see Uh, Shelby. Uh, from David Bingaman. Good to see you, David. And by the way, I did get your last email. I haven't didn't get a chance to reply to you, by the way. So I'm glad you're you're in the, the stream tonight. He says, so Shelby gone, no deal. Uh, by tomorrow, he gets to shop. Yeah, he, he gets to shop, period. I mean, unless there's a deal announced tonight or first thing in the morning, Shelby's hitting the market. And we kind of knew, Zach, that that's probably the direction this thing was going to go. I think the Broncos are as mystified as the fans and media are in terms of what's his real value. Like, we don't right. know. That's why they're not making a big push initially is right. because, you know, they can offer him $9, 10000000 million, get him signed. He'll probably take that money, but they'll never know if he would have been willing to accept four or five unless they let him hit the market first. Exactly. They can't negotiate against themselves. And I believe if he had some sort of market or if he had suitors beating down his door, the Broncos would have extended him already. Um, it could be where he settles for a one or two year contract with the cap being down and the cap going up next year. He might want another prove it deal. I would hope Broncos take care of him. I don't think he's worth 10 million, but I would easily pay seven or eight a year for Shelby Harris. The guy is a stud. He's a baller. He's a homegrown guy who Denver should definitely reward. 
And I love the clutch gene. That's my favorite yes. thing about Shelby is when the chips are down and you need that game. I'm not going to say game changing play, but that game affecting play. Game clinching. I mean, he blocks game, you know, tying or game winning field goals. He, he definitely changes games. Single hand. Picks off future Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the end zone, right? right? I mean, tips passes on fourth down, like against the Raiders in week 17, 2019. Just so many little different things in the clutch, man. He comes through, and that's what you need. I don't understand why it's so difficult for the Broncos to kind of get a beat on how important. You know, if you had Jarrell Casey coming back, a fully healthy Casey, let's say last year he played through the whole season, gave you another Pro Bowl caliber year. Because he was when the Broncos acquired Casey from the Titans, he's coming off five in a row Pro Bowl seasons. Let's say you got another year like that from Casey last year. He never got hurt. I can understand a little bit more kind of rolling the dice on letting Shelby test the market and perhaps even being willing to let him go. But, dude, behind Shelby, let's think about this for a second. Casey's gone. Draymond Jones, love him, but he's still in his – he's still in chrysalis, right? He's still developing. He's still kind of popping his head out of the cocoon, right? Demarcus Walker, free agent. Uh, Then you get to McTelvin Ajim. Who am I missing? Uh, Deshaun Williams. I mean, it's pretty slim picking. So Shelby, you need Shelby back. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Let's grab Tyler. Good to see you, bro. Um, you're another guy. You want to come on the show? Let's get you on the show. Reach out to us, my friend. You have come on so strong the last couple of months as a superstar, and not just on the live stream pods, but supporting the cause on, as a supporter on Facebook. So reach out to us, Doc. We'll get you. We'll get you on the show. He says, "Let's win free agency, Broncos country." Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. MHH for life. Zach, what would that mean to you? Winning free agency. 
we're not the the Washington Football Club of 20 years ago. There's no such thing in this day and age. If you want to build a winner, the Bucks, notwithstanding, of winning free agency, it's all about winning the draft. And the Broncos have a general manager now in George Payton who has told you twice he believes in building through the draft. So no, if you expect the Broncos to win free agency, you're going to be disappointed. They're not going to win free agency. And the teams that usually do, look at the 2010 Eagles, Chad, that super team, but Namdi Asamoah and Michael Vick, how did that work out? You use the open market signing period to sprinkle some talent throughout your roster where you need it. You fill holes here and there, but you save the majority of your roster building, if you're smart, for the draft. And the Broncos have a smart man in the front office in George Payton who believes in doing just that. Real quick, John, I'm going to grab this one from Facebook. And then in between Tyler, last his super, we got Fat Cats, Tony, and then I've got Brandon at 651. So, so Fat Cats and Tony I don't have. Uh, John on Facebook wants to know if there have been any updates on Vaughn Miller's. <laughs> That's an appropriate <laughs> typo. Almost. Hey, hey, no, no charges, right? No, <laughs> there is no Con Miller. Um, but hey, it's a concern, man. We're wondering. I know that um, James Palmer is reporting that the Broncos, you know, Vaughn has continued to show up at the building, which is a really good sign. It wasn't just that one pop in. Hey, what's up? He's continued to show. There have been ongoing talks the Broncos want him back they're trying to find a way basically what it comes down to Zach is I think if Vaughn's camp because if you're if you're George Payton what you're doing right now hopefully is you're on the phone with his rep saying hey look Vaughn is a part of our future we need Vaughn this is I mean we're we're about to turn the ship around here in Denver but we need Vaughn to be that John Elway figure from 1997 and 98 who says look I'm willing to take less money. I'm willing to renegotiate my contract, take a little bit of a step back because, look, I've, I've come a long way. I've made a lot of money. You know, I have accomplished a lot as an individual from a team perspective, though. If I want to be able to get out there and compete in the AFC and get all the way to the Super Bowl, we need Neil Smith, right? We need a few uh, fine, you know, who was it? Uh, Ed McCaffrey. We need Howard Griffith. These free agent acquisitions that if the money isn't loosened up on Elway's end, you don't have the means to sign those guys. And each one of those three contributed hugely to the Broncos back-to-back world championships. So, Zach, that's the message Peyton's got to be delivering to Vaughn. But if Vaughn is, is, is indifferent to that type of persuasion, I think the Broncos end up just picking up his option and saying, look, we'll live to fight another day a year from now. You know, I, I did uh, see the latest uh, Palmer report. He does a great job with that particular story. What I got out of what he reported was the Broncos are kind of trying to lowball Von Miller. They're kind of being a little cheap with him. And listen, I totally get you want to reduce his cap number. He's being paid way too much money for not a lot of production in the last couple of years. But if you have, what is it, the fifth most salary cap space, if you have $35, $40 million right now with the opportunity to add more, and you're nickel and diming a future Hall of Famer, a cornerstone player over a few million dollars, that's not a great situation either. So George Payton's kind of walking a tightrope here. He wants to appease Miller and keep him around, but not overpay for him and do damage to his team or his uh, potential roster building. The longer this goes, and I said that the no news is good news in the Von Miller investigation, and we were right about that, but I believe the longer this goes now without hearing anything, it's it's not great news for Von Miller. If they wanted to get this done, Chad, they've been talking for a few weeks now, it, it, at the very least. He's in the building. Last week, Von Miller, he met George Payton. Uh, it has to get done, I think, and uh, the longer it doesn't happen, it's less less uh, likelihood, I believe. Tony G wants to know, and thank you for the super chat, Tony. Where can I find the merch, fellas? Enjoy the podcast. I just put the link in the chat, but huddleuppod.com. That's the merch store, huddleuppod.com. 
dot com and uh you can there it is huddleuppod.com links in the chat you can click that and uh navigate directly to uh fat cats good to see you brother really appreciate you i mean it's every single huddle up podcast you're in the stream you're contributing to the conversation you're supporting the cause we salute you thank you my friend he says what's the bigger risk taking it back with lock another year or drafting a rookie quarterback with no nfl experience hoping he takes us to the playoffs in year one I mean, that's the bigger risk if you're Vic Fangio. I mean, it really just depends on your priorities. Zach, is it short-term gain or long-term right. gain? If it's short-term, it's lock, right? If it's long-term and you're not sold on lock, then, you know, you, you say, look, let's see about a Trey Lance at nine. Let's see about if we can move up and get Justin Fields or even Zach Wilson. But if you think a rookie is going to come in here and save Vic Fangio's job in 2021, it's not going to happen. It's very few exceptions. I mean, even look at Justin Herbert. You guys hear us say this all the time on this podcast. Puts up the most prolific rookie quarterback season of all time, and the Chargers, you know, below 500. It couldn't overcome the other holes and issues that that team had. So if you're Vic Fangio, the bigger risk is taking a quarterback in round one because that changes the narrative. You're going to have to play him at some point this year. Odds of you making the playoffs dip dramatically. To your point about Herbert, I mean, look at Deshaun Watson. He led the league in passing. The Texans went 4-12. and There's never any guarantees in the NFL. But in this particular scenario, the Broncos, and we all already know what Drew Locke is or can be. He's already semi, I guess, accomplished at the NFL level. He's played at this level. He has experience. That's indisputable. A rookie, any rookie, whether it's Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Kellen Mond, they don't have that experience. They haven't played yet. So, yes, a rookie over a third-year player is infinitely more risky uh, than anything else. So if the Broncos want to preserve Fangio's job, if they want to win now and stay in contention, the smart bet, like we've been saying, might not be popular, might not be sexy or fun, but running it back with Drew Locke is the most likely outcome for that scenario. And Drew's pissed, dude. Drew is a motivated cat right now. He really is. So I'm curious to see, man, if he does get that opportunity, I'm really curious to see if he can run with it because he showed some serious signs down the stretch. I mean, he he gave us all cause for some pretty big-time misgivings from week six through, you know, week 10 and even most of the way through week 11 – or excuse me, week eight, actually. Then he gets that come-from-behind win, beats Herbert. Then he slides again week nine. You're like, what is going on, Drew? Week 10, same thing. And then in that starting in that Dolphins game on in week 11, man, he turned it around. Now, it wasn't blow-your-mind-level Patrick Mahomes phenom quarterback play, but it was significant, serious steps forward, especially relative to to that slump he was in midseason where he showed so many signs of regression, multiple steps forward. It just wasn't enough to leave no doubt. That's why Peyton's continuing to look, but don't be surprised if they run it back. Uh, Brandon, a.k.a. Bama Broncos, good to see you, my friend. Thank you for the super chat. He says, if the Broncos uh, if Broncos draft running backs in rounds one, who would you target? Is that what he's saying? If Broncos draft backs in round, in one round, who would you target? E- either if they take a running back or take a running back in round one. And or maybe I, they're not going to take a running back, back in round one. I don't, I'm not sure. Well, if they did, it's Najee Harris. Word on the street yeah. is they like Najee Harris, the, the Alabama running back. So. Everyone does, and they should. He's, he's a he's phenomenal a, talent. He's a stud, but do you want to spend a first-round pick? You think, nah, but then you look at what Peyton's Vikings did. I mean, they spent one or two premium round picks on – and when I say premium, we're talking about rounds one, two, or three – on running backs. So 
don't be stunned if they do. But especially, Zach, because even like guys like you and I who are big fans and supporters of Philip Lindsay, both Lindsay and Gordon are going to are entering a contract year. So by this time next year, they could have, you know, you're going to have Royce Freeman as an unrestricted free agent, Philip Lindsay unrestricted, Melvin Gordon unrestricted. So you're going to need to hedge that somewhere in this draft. Question is where it comes. I'll say, though, Najee Harris is a great uh, prospect, but the sleeper of this class is Javante Williams from North Carolina. I mean, he could be in a couple of years from now, the RB1 to emerge. If the Broncos, if he falls to the second, if the Broncos want to go there, I would that would be the steal of the draft for them. I don't think they're going to prioritize it, though. They're going to bring back Melvin Gordon. They guaranteed a salary or a chunk of it for this season. They're going to put more than likely a second-round tender on Philip Lindsay, pay him close to $4 million. They have Freeman. They might pick up a veteran running back. Or they might draft one in later rounds. I just don't see any any running back in the first two rounds for the Broncos. Drew giving some props for Kelberman's corner today. Thank you, Drew. That dog. Uh, let's grab this one here, John from Tanner. Another newer name on Super Chat. Been great having you, and just keep it coming, my friend. And make sure you connect with us on Twitter. He says, "What's up, you guys? Who do you think is a definite leave for the Broncos this year that's still on the roster? So a guy hit unrestricted that probably not coming back. I mean, Demarcus Walker to me would probably be." I was going to say Elijah Wilkinson, but dude. I think he comes back. I have a funny feeling he signs a one-year deal to come back. They love him. I don't know if it's Munchak. I don't know if it's Cooper. Someone loves Elijah Wilkinson, but it's either Eli. No, to me, it's Demarcus Walker. Like I think Shelby Harris, even though he's going to come at at a bigger premium, is probably more likely to return than Demarcus Walker. Can I take the easy way out and say Jerry Attachu? Because that was that was a no-brainer layup. Him and uh, Anthony Chicolo on the outside. And maybe Joe Jones. I know that's your boy, Chad, but he's uh, hitting – he might be a restricted free agent. I'm not sure, but uh, is he unrestricted? Yeah, he's unrestricted, and he's, he's not my there. boy anymore. I, I'm always going to wonder <laughs> – no, for real. I'm always going to wonder what could have been with Joe if if he would have really given a been given a chance to play some starter snaps. But at a certain point, you got to trust what the coaches are seeing day-to-day. And he couldn't crack the even the second team, dude. Like he couldn't be the guy that stepped in if Josie or AJ needed a break. It's true. Yeah, you you ditched him already. He moved on. But great special teams, Maven. For the most yeah. part, what does that do for you? It's worth about seven hundred fifty k. That's what it does for you. Uh, Drew, man, thank you, brother. Really appreciate that. Yeah, Love wow, generosity. Thank you. A fifty dollars super chat from one of our bona fide. MHH, Mount Rushmore Superstars, going to be on the show a week from tomorrow night. We look forward to that, bro. He says, I really don't think we need a veteran quarterback. Brett Rippon is smart. He understands the game very well, and he and Locke have a great relationship if you follow them on Instagram. That said, my preference for a vet would be Alex Smith or Terod Taylor. That's a position I know uh, Kenneth Booker holds as well with regard to, hey, don't go spend five, six, seven, eight million bucks on uh, backup veteran just roll with ripping if you're going to run it back with lock and i do get that to a point like i i get there with you kenneth and those of you who feel that way drew about 75 percent of the way but then but then i think you know what if drew falls on his face or god forbid were to get hurt again misses time i mean guys people go crazy over the brett ripon week four performance against the jets he went Two touchdowns, three picks, one of which was a pick six, dude. So 
you know, you got to wonder if he goes down, is that truly a guy that can keep the ship afloat either long-term throughout the season or even for a week or two while Locke, you know, licks his wounds. So I have my doubts on that, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't worry too much about it if they opted to go with Rippon, but it just doesn't feel like Zach, that's the way the tea leaves are, are pointing. Uh, first of all, Drew, thank you so much. That's super generous of you. Second of all, you know, I don't see a long-term number two in Brett Rippon. You know what I see is Kellen Moore, which is a great number three mentor, heady, smart guy to have on the sideline who's going to eventually, you know, inevitably transition to coaching. He'd be a great quarterback's coach, but he really does nothing for the Broncos in terms of his skill set. And again, we all laud him or, or the Brett Rippon fan club lauds him for what he did against the Jets. But again, like you said, Chad, three picks in that game. I know he's still, you know, raw and new and young and, and still learning, but he didn't really inspire much confidence. I don't understand the Brett Rippon fan club, like why there's so many members, why there's this groundswell for a backup quarterback. Is this like a Kyle Sloter situation all over again? Chad Kelly is the backup quarterback. Is it true, Chad? Is it always the most popular guy in any team? It is if your team is struggling. That's just the way it goes. You know, like when Peyton was here, no one could, no Broncos fan gave a flying flip about Osweiler until Peyton went down and the Broncos had to play him and they won some games. Then he started building up a little clout, right, within Broncos country. When you're struggling, yes, that maxim is absolutely true, you know. And in the case of Brett Rippon, I mean, I like him, don't love him. Dale. From Paradise, jumping in, one of our great superstars. Y'all got to meet Dale just a week or two back. He says, I'm hoping we get a corner or two in free agency. And that's actually a good segue to take a look at this piece real quick here, Zach, by the great Mike Evans, another stud that emerged from the uh, community here on in the podcast realm. Let me pull this up for you guys. Uh, this is Mike's most recent article that published today predicting four free agents the Broncos could sign to rebuild Fangio's defense. And it starts, Zach, with two corners. He likes Desmond King, former Charger slash former Titan, uh, and Troy Hill. I like the idea of Troy Hill. Same. I have my doubts about Desmond King as like a bona fide set-and-forget type of free agent acquisition. From what I remember about King, he was hurt a lot. I mean, he was a slot guy. He had some talent, but he was constantly injured. And that comes from the Chargers, the long line of Chargers injuries. I really don't want him. Troy Hill is definitely intriguing. And, the, you know, Dale, rest assured, the Broncos will sign a cornerback or acquire a cornerback. Hill, though, he's among the best of the second-tier options below the Petersons, the Richard Shermans. He's going to be fairly expensive, though. And I'll say again, I don't think Peyton is going to spend too much on a cornerback. I think he'll use resources in the draft. First round, second round, third round, you know, a combination of those to rebuild the roster. Desmond King, you know, he, he sounds good on paper. He has a name, Cachet, Chad, but uh, the injury woe is scare me. I want to say he made a Pro Bowl his rookie year as a returner. Um, but let's look. take a look here. Four games he started as a rookie, as a corner, right, as an actual defensive contributor. 2018, he started half of them. 2019, he started half. 2020, he started half of the games. And five were for the Titans, three were for the Chargers. I think you're right on on the injury front. Former fifth-round pick out of uh, Iowa, right? Yeah, Iowa. So interesting player. Like, I think he's a guy that you, if you can get him on a relatively team-friendly type of contract to come in um, and maybe be like a utility guy, play some corner, play some safety, he can do a little bit of everything. I'm not sure he's a straight up boundary corner though. You know what I mean? Like he's, I don't know. He's more of a utility guy. He's more like a, he's a little bit more talented. Will Parks. 
I believe he kicks, uh, returns punts or kicks. I, I might not be uh, right about that. He does, right, John? Yeah. If you go down, Chad, I think it'll show his stats on returning. And that's a nice, you know, coup to have. It's a nice versatile weapon to have if you're going to, you know, uh, shell out money for a free agent. They they tender Deontay Spencer. He's coming back. But if you want to have a guy who can maybe add a little more explosiveness, I guess King would be your guy. Yeah, he's got two punt returns under his belt for a touchdown as a pro. So he's he's got some bona fides there. Uh, I want to come back to the to the mic piece here in a second. But first here, let's grab uh, JB Garner on Super Chat. Thank you, my friend. Hey, connect with us on Twitter. So, you know, we like to keep the conversation going there and uh, give you some props. After this show, we'll tag you. He says, good show. Thank you. Can Deshaun Watson throw in the snow? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, Zach, if I've ever seen a – if I can think of a Houston game since 2017 that had him playing in the snow. But, I mean, they're the AFC South for a reason, right? Rarely snows in uh, in Texas. Indy's a dome. Tennessee, you can play in some weather sometimes. Jacksonville, you're never going to play in weather. So that's one of the reasons why Peyton loved the AFC South for as long as he did. But uh, that's a rhetorical question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly the answer to that, my friend. Plus, he played at Clemson as well, and that's kind of a southern climate. I, you know, the 2019 wasn't it 2019? He played against the Chiefs in the playoffs. Was that at Kansas City or was that at Houston? Because if it was at, maybe there was weather in that game, I can't remember. But nothing pops to mind seeing Deshaun in the snow. Richie Richie says, Zach, I'm curious why I keep hearing people using Mike Purcell as the reason to not look at interior defensive line. I didn't. Purcell typically doesn't have. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. I participate in U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. 
They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Of the pass rush, Sheldon Rankins is my guy. I didn't say not look at them. I said not overpay for one. I have no problem bringing in a Sheldon Rankins or, uh, you know, uh, Robertson Harris, Roy Robertson Harris, but I just don't think George Payton, considering if he's going to bring back Shelby Harris, he cut Jarrell Casey again for his salary. I don't think he's going to make a one-to-one maneuver and bring in a guy like uh, one of those two people who, like Rankins, he's going to draw decent money. If Shelby Harris is going to get like seven or eight, Chad, I think Rankins should be able to top that. Yeah. Inside Brett's head again. Thank you, brother. He says, uh, what kind of offense does George Payton like? I wonder how big he was in the Kirk Cousins deal. If this is Shermer's and Vicks last year, who does who does Peyton bring in? You mean to replace him? Um, I mean, that's just – there are a few names. Name any offensive coach. That's going to yeah, be the next I mean, head coach. It's going to be offense guy. for sure. But, but what do we know about his offensive predilections? Um, well, all we can really go off of for sure, he, he, he doesn't get – he's never going to talk about scheme. All right? That's ever – um, but nevertheless, all you can do is infer the teams, you know, look at what's happened in Minnesota. I don't know if that was a GM thing, the whole West coast offense deal, or if that was a Mike Zimmer push to have that kind of West coast deal with Stefanski. And then of course, um, Gary Kubiak, but even predating that it was Shermer, right? It was Shermer's spread them out version of the West coast offense. So I think he loves Zach. The high percentage passes, of course, you're going to take your shots. But I mean, the the West Coast offense, which was coined and and it was it's the brainchild of the great Bill Walsh. His whole thing was high percentage passing. It's like the long handoff, you know, three, four, five yard dump offs that then you know they can make a guy miss and it turns into 15, 20 yard pickup. That's the passing cons. That's the passing core philosophy of the West Coast, Zach. But where it began to change and evolve <clears throat> where's the Mike Shanahan's, the Kyle Shanahan's, the Gary Kubiak's who implemented that in tandem with the zone blocking and the deep shots off play action. That's when it really turned into a whole other thing. So I think that whole other thing, that's more in line with what uh, George Payton is about offensively. Yeah, that's a good answer. And I agree with that in terms of Kirk Cousins, you have to remember that he wasn't the GM in Minnesota. They had a GM in Rick Spielman who ultimately, I believe, you know, he had to sign off on the Kirk Cousins, the acquisition and getting him a new contract. What he believes, what we know about George Payton, he believes in continuity and keeping his core together and rewarding his younger players. They gave a lot of uh, extensions and second contracts to players in Minnesota, and I believe that's why, at least I'm hopeful, that Shelby Harris and Justin Simmons and those types get done this offseason. Shout out to uh, <clears throat> excuse me to John, uh, Johnny and uh, Isaiah with their new podcast. Check them out. Uh, what is it? Uh, nothing nothing rhymes. rhymes with orange and blue. Yeah, check them out on YouTube, guys. They need some eyeballs. They need some ears. Another great podcast that is uh, sprouting off of the the stuff we're doing here in our community here. So give them some support over there. Um, Aaron Lynch again. Good to see you, bro. Thank you Thank so you. much. Number two super for tonight. He says, I appreciate the invite, fellas. I'd love to be on the pod, talk some football with you, and the MHH family. We'll work it out. Hashtag bleed orange and blue. Yeah, dude, so just send us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com, and uh, we'll make the arrangement, my friend. Uh, Christian, in the house. Good to see you, bro. 
Hey guys, weird question today. I'm just wondering if Zach lifts or goes to the gym. And do you guys see Woody Page's tweet about trading up with the Lions for Lance? Zach, start talking about the gym deal and I'll pull it up. I mean, you can literally see there's a uh, there's a barbell in the background there on my floor. But yeah, I go to the gym fairly often now that everything's kind of opening up again. I would say I go about five, six days a week. It's just something I saw a tweet and it's true, at least for me, that it's the most underrated form of therapy that, that there is. And for me, getting in the, in the gym, it makes me feel better. I love it personally. I've been working out for quite a while now. So uh, that's my deal. So I'm looking here at Woody's timeline. And I know he had the piece that is um, you got to have the, the subscription to the um, Colorado Springs Gazette. So let me see if there was an individual tweet here. Bear with me one second. I'm looking here. That's from March 13th. Uh, let me look at replies real quick. Stand by one second. Uh, I believe you that he said it, Christian. I just want to see if there's actual something we can show people, show the audience here. Um, Good to see you, Ian. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not seeing uh, anything obvious. But the idea of trading up, I mean, if, look, by the way, Dave, yeah, it says uh, I missed Kelberman's corner today. It's all good. We're just happy to have you, bro. You could, That's the cool thing. Even if you're not in the in the lives, whether it's a, a live stream pod like this or one of the uh, premium videos we're doing at Facebook, you can always go back on demand and watch them at your leisure so long as you're a supporter like you, Dave. Uh, but look, if if – Trey Lance blew everyone's socks off, which is what I think happened. I think he really did impress some people. And if you're George Payton, obviously you had a reason to go there. Dylan Raddins, yes, but also, I mean, you wanted to get a look. And we we heard um, we heard Payton talk about this in his presser, not this past Thursday, but the one before Zach, about how it's one thing to sit and watch tape, and you can glean so much from the tape itself, right? Like that, if you're looking at it as a pie chart, you know, probably – 95% of that evaluation comes for, for personnel guys off of that tape evaluation. But that final 5% to really make your determination, in his case, for Peyton, it's eyeball being there and seeing it with your own eyes, which is why he's reserving some of his, like, you know, absolute judgment on Drew till he can see Drew in person. But he got to see that from Lance in what he already knows. I mean, Peyton knows as well as anybody, these pro days are extremely – uh, you know, planned in advance, they're repped, they're articulated and practiced. That's a grain of salt. But if you're on the money, you're on the money, Zach. And Lance was on the money. So what do you think? Is that something that you could see them ponying up for? There was so much overreaction. And I'm surprised and I'm not surprised at the Trey Lance Pro Day. I, I understand George Payton being there with Brian Stark, the director of college scouting, and also Mike Shula, the quarterback's coach. That made headlines, but like Payton said, he believes in exclusivity in his coaching staff. He believes in inclusivity as well and bringing everyone together and doing that as a joint venture, unlike Elway, who went with Matt Russell, and pretty much that was it. This is what I believe the intention of the Trey Lance, um, his visit to the Pro Day was. And beyond just due diligence, if – in the event that Lance is available at number nine, and depending on how the Broncos feel about him, he would be an option. But I do not believe, nor do I think Trey Lance will be there at number nine. I don't think the Broncos will move up for a quarterback. If he's there, they will consider it. But he's going to go maybe top three, top four, top five, Chad. They'd have to give up 
premium capital for that. And if they won't do that for Deshaun Watson, if they won't do that for Russell Wilson, what makes you think they would for an unknown quarterback in Trey Lance based on, like you said, one pro day that was completely scripted, tilted in his favor, and we didn't learn anything more than what we already knew. He has a, a howitzer for an arm. He was on target, but I want to see him under pressure. I want to see him in the NFL go through adversity and grow like a young quarterback on that roller coaster. We just crossed the one-hour mark, and John um... – from Mark, the next one I have is Mike Kane at 718 real quick. And in between, we have uh, the legend, Mundungus Creevy. We got Muhammad. We got Johnny, Corey. So uh, Mundungus, Muhammad, Johnny, Corey, FYI. Mark Langley in the house. We're looking forward to having you back on the show in the very near future, my friend. Great to have you. He says, what's up, my guys? Hashtag huddle up pod. Hashtag hey, John. Hashtag MHH. Love it, dude. Good to see you, Mark. And it's great to see you in all the pods, by the way. Not, I know you, um, you know, patronize all the MHH podcasts. So we really do appreciate you. Real quick, real quick. Clifton, we didn't say don't trade up for, at least I'm not saying that. We're just saying it's not very likely that George Payton will trade up. I'm not saying don't acquire a franchise quarterback. I'm just saying it's not likely he will actually make that deal. Thank you for I'll your time. S- I'll say it. I don't think it's in the Denver Broncos' best interest to trade up and draft a quarterback. And even if Trey Lance is there at pick nine, I, I still I'm, – I'm like, look, dude, fill your defensive holes, run it back with Drew, get a fail-safe, and then you'll know. You'll know for sure. And from there, if you can sell out, you can do whatever you got to do next year to get your quarterback, including moving mountains to, to trade up and be in position to land whatever next year's number one quarterback ends up ultimately being once that college season. I'm still of that opinion. I know a lot of fans don't want to hear that. But I still have some. I, I still think Drew's ceiling is pretty pretty high up there. I know it's his floor. I mean, you worry about how how deep that goes and well into the basement. But nevertheless, he's only scratched the surface. And I think the Broncos. My number one argument with Drew, <clears throat> it's not blind support. It's not blind faith. It really is based on logic and rationale. And that is, you've you believed in Drew. You've seen flashes. You've suffered and gone through the trial and error depredations of having to develop him and go through those, you know, take the punches of having to lose games because he's inexperienced, all that stuff. You've gone this far. And just when you might stand to actually start reaping the rewards of all that long suffering, you pull up stakes and move on to another option. You'll, you'll never know what you could have had in drew one more year. That's all I'm saying. Mundungus. Good to see you, brother. He says something that hasn't really been talked about yet. If Fangio, Gets let go after the season. You don't think they would hire Mike Munchak as head coach, do you? He was their second choice. Good point, Mundungus. But remember, that was Elway's right second choice. The guy who hired him is, is no longer in charge of hiring, so he he would probably be retained. I would hope, Chad, under the new coaching staff as O line coach or assistant head coach, whatever. But no chance he becomes head coach. Muhammad, we uh, can't show your super sticker. The stream jumped it, so let us get give you uh, your love right now by saying, thank you, my brother. Really appreciate you and everything you mean to our community says uh, what's popping my MHH fam. You know, y'all know, I love you. The love is uh, mutual. My friend, it is mutual. And thank you for your support in KK today, Mo. Appreciate you. All right. Um, Do you have this one from Johnny? I want to give him his love. We already, we already mentioned Johnny, but um, give him his love for showing us some, some super chat here. If you got him, if not, I'm going to grab him. There he is. Dude, are you putting coloration in that uh, goat of yours, my dog, to keep it orange? You must be, right, for that orange? Nice. Taking it to a whole other level. 
Uh, what's up? Huddle up. Lots of love for you guys. Hey, man. Appreciate Same. you. Respect. Love you. Mike Kane in the house. Newer name on Super Chat. That's so right. connect with welcome, us Mike. on Twitter. Yeah, welcome. Restructure. Kareem and Vaughn. Free agent signings. Sign a corner, defensive line, quarterback, or trade for Foles. Draft, offensive tackle, corner, defensive line, running back. Thoughts? Um. Uh, in a perfect world, if you can restructure Kareem and Vaughn, do it. <clears throat> but in Vaughn's case, I think you're, you know, they they had to wait till the eleventh hour because they didn't know what was happening with this investigation that Vaughn was under by Parker Police. So that worked against the Broncos. Now they have very little time to try and negotiate or grind him down or get him on their same page with him with with Peyton in terms of a restructure. I think more than likely he ends up coming back on his on his final option year. And Kareem, I think if they were going to cut him, Zach, they would have done him the service of doing it already. You know what I mean? Like he's a Fangio guy, and if you're going to cut one a Fangio guy, I'm thinking you do that to give him plenty of time to be out there on the market and let other GMs do their research on him, etc. I don't know. I mean, they don't owe other GMs anything, and it could be a negotiation where, okay, Kareem, we want you around, but you have to restructure, and if you don't restructure, hit the bricks. That could still happen. You're missing a couple positions here, though. You have to get, regardless of Vaughn, another edge rusher and also an inside linebacker, Chad. I believe they will draft one, but that position cannot be ignored anymore. Uh, they need that coverage guy, sideline to sideline, and I would actually prioritize that fairly high in the draft. Not higher than cornerback, but fairly high as well. But I believe you're right on. They will sign a corner. They'll probably add some defensive line depth, maybe with Shelby Harris, another person, and then use the draft again to fill the majority of the holes. But don't forget inside linebacker. It is paramount. Corey, and by the way, on the topic of inside linebacker, there are a couple of articles currently up right now. Let me just let me just flash this really quick. There's a name that's been mentioned on this podcast before, uh, and it was mentioned again today via Mike Evans, Jayon Brown, right, the linebacker from the Tennessee Titans. He's an interesting guy, Zach. If you were to if you were, if I were to say, hey, who can you spend some money on on the free agent market at linebacker? It would be this cat. And it would be Wilson from Minnesota. Those are two guys that I wouldn't mind the Denver Broncos throwing a little money at. Otherwise, it's all about that that draft uh, class because there are some studs in this draft class. A linebacker, those of you who were there for episode one of the Trickle Zone, you saw the top 10 linebackers for the Denver Broncos in this class. <clears throat> and, Zach, I don't want to spoil it, but there was a lot of people were stunned Micah Parsons was not number one. All right, and uh, I'll have to leave you in suspense a little bit, but even guys like Jabril Cox, uh, Dylan Moses, and maybe a little bit later in the draft, there are some guys in this in this draft that can help you check those boxes at off-ball linebackers at. And those who were around for KK today uh, heard me mention Jayon Brown, heard me mention Eric Wilson as two linebacker options the Broncos could pursue in free agency. I, I don't think Brown is a super realistic option because he's coming off an injury that's pretty scary and also the fact that Spot Track projected him to land $44 million over four years, $11 million a year. The Broncos aren't going to pony up for that kind of for that kind of money. When they're considering paying Von Miller, they, they have to pay Bradley Chubb soon. His fifth-year option is going to be picked up, Chad. Jayon Brown would be great. Eric Wilson, though, I, I believe is more attainable. He can play inside, outside. He comes cheap. He knows uh, George Payton. He's productive. He's the walking turnover. I believe that's the guy to go after. Corey H in the house. Good to see you, brother. Really appreciate you. He says, yes, we build through the draft, but rookie deals do end. If we want to win, our window is opening now. 
the first big wave of rookie deals on our books coming soon. Free agency is important. Corner, DL, linebacker. Yeah, I mean, so let's see, 2018, 19, 2021. So Cortland Sutton's in a contract year. Trying to think offensively. The next year they'll have a decision to make on Noah Fant, fifth-year option that will get picked up. And then 2019 also, that class in 2022 as a contract year will include Dalton Reisner. It's going to include Drew Locke, depending on how that whole thing shakes out. Then you get to the next year, and it's Jerry Judy, right, and and KJ and Albert O. And, I mean, that's it's coming. It's going to come in waves. But, you know, um, I think the first focus for the Denver Broncos is filling immediate holes, Zach, and that's what – free agency is for that's that's why you you know you can afford to if you're George Payton and by the way I just pulled this up really quick let me show you guys this uh the Broncos at one point this offseason before they tagged um Justin Simmons they were number five in base or in uh, salary cap space by the way this is the official base salary cap for for 2021 it is official 182.5 million Broncos are now one two three four five six seven eight they're ninth so they're still top ten with Zach, $31.5 million in cap space. Yeah, that NFL cap will be like two fifty next year when the NFL deals, uh, the TV deals kick in and revenue comes back. But I agree, free agency is important. It's a part of the roster-building process, but it doesn't mean you have to go out and sign the best available free agent. It doesn't mean you have to throw out the most money at the Patrick Petersons or you know the Richard Shermans of the world, or the Bud Dupree's at linebacker. You can settle for the Eric Wilsons. You can settle for the Mike Hiltons. You can dabble with signing players with helping your roster while simultaneously preserving salary cap space and allowing you the opportunity to build rightly so through the draft. All right, we got KR, the queen, queen. in the house. Always off the top rope is Christy. Much love to you, my friend. Talk about a bona fide superstar, MHH Mount Rushmore. One of those first faces etched up there, Christy. She says, hey, guys, glad to catch the show tonight. Uh, much love, and as always, thanks for all the dedication. Uh, love the shirt, Chad. Oh, yeah, you guys want to see this? You missed this? I'm a big fan of horses, roosters, and <laughs> locksmiths. That's what this means, okay? Family-friendly translation. Good to thank see you. you. Thank you, Christy. And uh, thank you again for your support in KK today. Thank you for your support. Every podcast, everything you do, you are incredible, and we love you so much. Amen. Real quick, John, because I know we're lo- we're long. We're ten minutes over, but we were late, so we'll we'll run a little long. Uh, G Ward wants to know what we think about uh, Zayvon Collins or uh, not Zayvon Collins. What's his name? Is it Zayvon Collins? Tulsa. Um, yeah, Zayvon Collins. Here's a. I like him. I think he's interesting. This is why you need to become an MHH supporter so that you can watch the episode from Saturday on from Eric Trickle breaking down the ten, his top ten linebackers. I'll tell you this. Collins was listed at number five for Eric Trickle and uh, his pro style comparison, Jamie Collins. So go become a subscriber so you can get access to that and, and see the whole ball of wax, get your, your questions answered. Uh, Willie, in the house, good to see you, brother. And he says, just here to say, hashtag lock for MVP. Not really, though. No, hey, dude, it's, it's all good. Support your, support your quarterback. Keeping it on the reel, all right? We want to see Locke, you know, uh, throw 22, 23 touchdowns, you know, keep it around 10 to 12 picks. 35 to 3,800 yards passing. That would be a really good season. And you would see the Broncos win a lot of games if you produce a stat line like that. Hey, Willie, let him hate, baby. <laughs> let him hate, dog. All right. Um, whoa, Dale, wow. top rope. Wow. Man, thank you, brother. Thank you. 
Thank you, my brother. It's uh, It was great getting to meet you a little while back and getting to chit-chat with you before we went live. And um, you just mean the world to us, my friend. You are you and so many of our great members of this community, man. You keep us keep us coming back night after night. So thank you, my thank dog. You. Seriously, blow us away. My only regret, you're not on Twitter anymore. But you were never all that active on Twitter anyway, but still, my only regret. He's smart. That's why. He says, I'm hoping we can pick up a solid corner in free agency. Good job, as always. Yeah, there's a few names, dude. Uh, we mentioned Troy Hill. We've mentioned uh, Desmond King tonight. But King is more of like a – he's just a DB. You know, he can play safety too. He's not just like – he's not an expert boundary corner. You can play him there. But William Jackson the third from Cincy is another guy I wouldn't mind seeing the Broncos throw a little money at. Um, I missed uh, – we mentioned Casey Hayward was released. Um then there's the two big names, Richard Sherman and Patrick Peterson, both of whom I want the Broncos to stay away from, not because I think they suck, but because even though they've diminished in, in ability, they're long in the tooth, and they're still going to command a contract that is not going to be worth the squeeze on that. If there's one position during the signing period next week that it benefits the Broncos, it's definitely cornerback, and not because of how top-heavy it is, because of all the mid-tier guys, the second-tier guys. And leading that list for me, as I mentioned today on KK, is Mike Hilton from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think a good scheme fit. He has the size, the tenacity, the aggressiveness. I think he would thrive in a Fangio system. He wouldn't break the bank compared to a Peterson or Richard Sherman. You can develop around him. He plays the boundary. All the guys that we've talked about so far, the Casey Haywards and the Kings, they're slot guys predominantly. That's where their wheelhouse is. The Broncos have that guy in Bryce Callahan. They need to find a boundary corner to replace A.J. Bouye, who you can see right there. Peterson, Bouye, Bouye uh, Malcolm Butler was another name, Zach, we've been getting questioned on Twitter about. Um, Richard Sherman, Hayward, Justin Coleman of the Lions. Janoris Jenkins was mentioned by James in his piece. If you if he was a little bit more, <clears throat> excuse me, if he ends up being more affordable than I think he'll be, then I wouldn't mind taking a look at Janoris Jenkins because I think he could be do well under Fangio, uh, Alfred, nah, Hayden, nah, Norman, nah, Alexander is another one from yes, the Vikings connection. This cat right here, um, Mike Hilton, there he is. Bashad Breland, maybe, but he's he's more of a press man guy. Xavier Rhodes is my guy. He's another guy I wouldn't mind throwing a little money at, depending on, you know. So for me, it would be Xavier Rhodes, in no particular order probably, Xavier Rhodes, William Jackson, Troy Hill. That that would be my three, Zach. Man, I thought Gary on Conley was going to be a stud, though. I mean, you know, the Raiders got him. I thought he was going to be a longtime corner and just never never worked out for him. But I like Mike Hilton, Mackenzie Alexander, and uh, Troy Hill. That's my top three. And the Broncos, is a good chance to have. They're going to land one of them. Yeah, they got to get one of those two holes filled in free agency, and then that frees them up to be a little bit more, you know, less needy in the draft. You know, right. if they don't want to take a corner at nine, they can afford right. to maybe, you know, do something else. Flexibility. Um, all right, we got two more from Brandon, one from Rocco, and then we got to say goodnight for today. Brandon, two supers. Thank you, brother. That's three for the night. You to man. He says, uh, Bama Broncos. He loves that. Y'all do see – uh, that Trey Lance needs two years to develop. Yeah, Trey's going to need some time. Like even Mahomes, dude, needed time. When when Mahomes was a top 10 pick, but he needed to marinate a little bit. And I remember, Zach, the 2017 uh, training camp uh, around the NFL, I mean, Chiefs fans were apoplectic because this first-round quarterback that their team drafted was throwing picks left and right. And they were they couldn't believe it. Like They are like, oh, man, this dude's going to be a bust. Alex Smith, they let him, you know, 
Mahomes start week 17 because the Chiefs had locked down the AFC West. So Mahomes comes in and plays in, in Denver, beats Paxton Lynch. That was his first real exposure to an NFL opposing defense, and the rest is history. But he needed Zach that first year to kind of marinate. And I think that'll be the case for Lance as well, at least. Maybe two. You could be right, Brandon. Could be two. But it goes back to the point of any Broncos fan that thinks a first-round quarterback not named Trevor Lawrence is going to step in and save your 2021 season or take you from what would have been maybe a 9-7 and team at best to a you know, AFC West champ or competing for the AFC. It ain't going to happen, dude. It's just not going to happen. Quarterbacks take time. And something that Trey Lance also needs, not just time, but I, I believe the right coaching staff, the right system. And do you believe out there, I'm truthfully asking you guys, do you believe that Pat Shermer is the right guy to develop and coordinate and, and game plan with Trey Lance? I don't. I think any quarterback they would bring in this offseason would be a waste under Pat Shermer. And then you you fire him next year, you just wasted his rookie year, Trey Lance in this scenario, or Zach Wilson, Fields, Mac Jones, whoever. Like Chad said, it, it's not going to happen. It's not likely. And based on the way the roster is constructed, they have their young quarterback, and it's looking like they're going to get a veteran to go behind him, not a rookie. All right, let's grab this one here from Rocco. Then I want to give some props to our those who gave us some stars on Facebook, and then we got a dip. Rocco, good to see you, bro. He says, what's up, guys? Hope things are good. Yes, they are. Glad that the Watson mania has died down and we can focus more on free agency in the draft. I'm getting more excited by the day. Looking forward to awesome content along the way. Hashtag Mile High Salute. Yeah. Thank you, Rocco. Rocco, this whole week, guys, you got to – I mean, I know most of you already have Mile High Huddle bookmarked, milehighhuddle.com. You're following all the appropriate social media accounts so you get the news as it's happening in real time. But – Make sure you're plugged in because Zach and I, I mean, everyone on staff, but especially Zach and I chasing the news. I mean, it's going to be and hot and heavy. Yeah, of course, we're going to do the roundups every night on the live streams and keep you apprised. But the articles and the videos and different things are going to be coming out, breaking down the news. Don't miss that. I mean, I keep checking Twitter for that very same reason, Chad. We're less than 24 hours away from the legal tampering window opening, and this is where the rumors start flying hot and heavy about who's going to go where, agrees being deals being agreed to in principle, and all the rumors start starting now. And I'm excited for the guys not named Deshaun Watson to be linked to and sign with Denver. All right, guys. Man, very – by the way, Greg, good to see you, bro. There's John. Good to see you, John. All right, real quick, let me find the – the stars give everyone their props. So here's Dominic, or excuse me, John. Uh, we got your question, and he says, hey, guys, really love all the content. Appreciate that, brother. About winning uh, the, the chance for the Broncos to win a, or host a Super Bowl, excuse me, uh, not going to happen anytime in the near future, my brother. Um, if they were a warm-weather team, then it would be on the table, but uh, very unlikely. I don't think the NFL loved that Super Bowl Forty Eight <laughs> exactly. in New York. So exactly. they gave it a shot and um, didn't like it. And the Minnesota one, too. I, that didn't go over too well, I believe, for the media and the executives in attendance. Kind of yeah, cold there at that time of year. Cold and just not conducive to, you know, a media firestorm descending on a city. Um, Gary, thank you. Six weeks stars, my brother. He says, I feel Peyton puts our feet back on the ground. No pie in the sky. We feel you there. He's very pragmatic. Um, Ian, four-week streak on stars. You the man. Thank, thank you, bro. Ian. Uh, Dave Glassman, good to see you. Drew, good to see you. Uh, let me see here. Drew with some stars. Five-week streak you got going, my brother. That's Thank awesome. You, Thank you, brother. 
Uh, let me see here. Uh, John, again, thank you for the response. Much, much appreciated. You got it. Appreciate the stars again. Um, stand by, guys. We gotta we, we take care of our own here on this podcast. John with some more stars. He says, I don't think Fangio is the best head coach, but when we talk about a defensive coach, he's for sure an amazing person to have in your organization. Yeah, I mean, Zach and I will say it all day long, twice on Sunday, that Fangio has long proven, well before he became a head coach, that he's one of the best defensive minds in the game. Can he become also a one of the best head coaches in the game? Remains to be seen. That will determine whether he has a job this time next year. That very question. Big Earn, you the man. Mark Knapp, you the man. Um, Richard. Oh, did I get to the bottom? I think yeah, I got to the bottom. That's current. All right, guys. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for uh, peeling off an hour and 20 minutes of your time tonight to be with us here on the Huddle Up podcast. Buckle up because tomorrow night, man, when we return for – the uh, Monday show, it's going to be popping, dude. It's going to be a lot to analyze. And, Zach, even if the Denver Broncos aren't super active on day one of legal tampering, we're going to see how these dominoes start falling. I mean, there's going to be a lot of deals that are consummated tomorrow, and it's going to be fun. Do you have any particular bold predictions for the Denver Broncos you want to get out there? Who? Well, they have to make a decision on Von Miller uh, by Tuesday, I believe, that club option. So, you know, that has to be squared away. My bold prediction is not something I agree with, nor I still think is happening, but the Broncos letting Von Miller hit the open market and decline that option uh, is looking more likely every minute that goes by where that situation's unresolved. Uh, bold prediction is they get Shelby Harris signed to a three-year contract worth about $8 million per year before Wednesday or after Monday. Other than that, though, Chad, I think it's going to be fairly cut and dry. Like we've been saying, I believe no su- no surprises, no major blockbuster bombshell trades. I believe Peyton will take care of his own and then look to venture out of house with second tier, second wave signings. We got Josh, a.k.a. Rogue Theory, jumping in at the 11th hour, just showing some love, guys. Go Broncos. Thank you, hey, sir. Thank you, brother. Guys, I got to beat you over head, the head with this one last time. Go to Facebook, open up Facebook, make sure you are following the Huddle Up podcast on Facebook, right? So many of you have in just a week and a half's time. It's It's been pretty phenomenal, but go like and follow the page, all right? Hey, there, there's, there's John. Uh, go like and follow the page, and you will automatically be uh, entered into our weekly giveaways on the merch side of things. And then here's the podcast on Twitter, at Huddle Up Podcast. Uh, excuse me, that's actually incorrect. That's my bad typo. Here's the actual Twitter handle gang at huddle up pod. All right. At mile high huddle. My partner Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL myself at Chad N Jensen. My, uh, our illustrious producer, John K M H H, you know, him as Bona beast on Twitter at John K M H H. For those of you, uh, weren't sure merch store is huddle Go become a supporter. Go to our Facebook page of mile high huddle. Click the big blue button. You're in like Flynn. And please don't forget to like this video before you dip on out. Another super sticker from Mo. Love you, bro. Thank you, sir. Other than that, Zach, sign us off, and uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow. We also, I believe, got some uh, stars from Richard Trujillo, so we appreciate you, Richard. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, the chat, like you mentioned, by the time we get on tomorrow night, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern, we're going to probably have some news, if not definite speculation and rumors to go over. Everyone, we will see you then. Have a great night, a great end to your weekend, a great start to your new week. It's going to be exciting, guys. This is a week of podcasting. Chad and I have been looking forward to for quite a while now. This is where Peyton's going to start to reshape his team and make it his. I cannot wait to see you guys tomorrow night. Be there, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Take care, and as always, 
Go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.